Oh, it's lit. <laughs> we prime time. <laughs> Subscribe, like, and share. <laughs> Give us your feedback. Yo, I'm Manny at the plate and Kobe off of steel. Rescue for the goal and Brady at the wheel. I'm a game changer. The Osaka of the tennis and breaking scoreboard. Simone of the Olympics. Defense and big business. The Mayweather who way better. From the greatness of Jim Brown, I bend down. Talk of sports before I was off the porch. Screaming bow nose while Jordan was playing horse. Late 80s getting torched by the drive in the shot. 2016 got a ring off the three in the block. They ease to forgot. The cardiac kids, Price and Doherty. Bell in the Indian years. This who it is. Your host D-Train, yo, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. Yo, your host D-Train, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. D Trent, Game Changer Sports Talk, in the street sports. That was really good. You know what I'm saying? We late night. All right. January 12th. Look, late night, we out here seeing what's going on in the world. What's popping? Well, right now, the Cavs playing. All right. And they like what they do. It. They well fucking thing, dog. All right. They all the way over there in Utah. And uh, they handling business in Utah right now. Now, I don't really know, you know, how it's going to shake out. Nine times of ten, we probably going to win because you just got to have that much faith in your squad like that. But, but things are going pretty good, pretty good. So, this evening, hold on. Before I get started, y'all, I'm just trying to share the broadcast right quick a few times. You know what I'm saying? See if we can get people crowded up in here, okay? It's a late night. You know what I mean? I know people doing stuff. But, you know, y'all can come chill with us, all right? Let me go. Hey, there we go. Let me get my share on. Let me get my share on, man. I hope everybody had a good, productive day, all right? I hope everything went well for you. Listen. Mm, got to post it like that. It's crazy how I got to do this. All right, so, you know, as, as as I'm doing this, and, and man, I've, I've been coming across a lot of interesting articles, um, a lot of interesting talk about, you know, my team specifically and what they should or shouldn't be doing. And uh, uh, this, this, this here is crazy, okay? So, as far as the cast... Because I, I want I want to talk about the Cavs, right? Uh, the Cavs are looking really good, and the question on a lot of people's mind is: Should the Cavs be uh, trying to trade to contend now? I mean, technically they're already contending now, so I don't really know. What else they supposed to do to contend more? Um, but no, nah, go to the page, bro. I appreciate that. Um, but nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, I I feel really weird about this, y'all. Hey, give me a second, man. I, I because Cleveland they don't really need to do nothing. Like if you ask, like if you ask me straight up, man, the, the the Cavs really don't need to make no moves. Um, at the same token, though, you know, one could throw up, hey, well, you know, if you spent the last few years, you know, uh, uh, garnering talent, gathering talent, and uh, you know, things like that, you have three guys that's healthy on your roster right now. Um, you know, that can play. Um, that's showing that they are really the real deal or the emerging real deal uh, as far as Darius Garland and uh, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Um, you have rotational pieces. So, you know, Love's playing good off the bench for you. You, you know, we lost Rubio, but you got Rondo. And it's like, should they be making a trade? I mean, I came on a few weeks ago when I said this. You know, if if the trade is for Jalen Brown, then I'm cool with that trade. 
Because regardless of who we got to give up, long as it's not, you know, one of the three I just named, even though the other two guys I don't even want to put in here. But if I had, if it just was like that, I would take Jalen. Because Jalen's going to give me a lockdown one-on-one defender, a good team defender, and he's going to give me somebody who can get buckets, score on all three levels. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'd be getting that in one person. Um, but nonetheless, you know, if you put Jalen Brown in that lineup with Darius Garner, Laurie Marketing, you know, Mobley, like, bro, he going to murder. All right. They gonna see Lori Marketing and Darius Garland gonna see so many open threes, bro. It's gonna be ridiculous. All right, but that's not the names that keep coming up when it comes to calves and trades. Um, I, I follow two guys that run the Cavalier podcast. Um, Evan. Uh, Dora Mill, I want to say his name is, um, and Chris Manning. Um, you know, I will hope after growing up in Cleveland and having to witness, you know, people like uh, MKC and, and and Tony Grossi that you will understand how not to approach being, you know, Cavs media. Unfortunately, these people don't listen. All right, and I feel like every time this guy puts up a damn trade suggestion, I never feel like it's in the best interest of the Cavs. I feel like even though his intention is for the best interest of the Cavs, I don't feel like that's what he's doing. He said the Cavs should consider giving up Ricky Rubio and a first-round pick for Eric Gordon in Houston. I'm going to tell you so many things wrong with this suggestion. The first and foremost is, why the fuck would I be giving up a first-round pick for Aaron Gordon? For Eric Gordon. Don't get me wrong, bro. Eric Gordon going to come over here and put up buckets. Alright, but he also has two years remaining on his deal, where Rubio only has one. So, why would I trade away an expiring contract when I have a potential young stud that I'm going to resign, and I need cap space anyway? Why? That makes no sense. Alright, I guess in his mind, in, in Evan's mind, he don't like Colin Saxton, which blows my mind because Colin literally was the first person we drafted after the team broke up. Kyrie got traded at the beginning of that season. That was Brian last season. No, that was – wait a minute. Did he get traded Brian second to last season? No, that was Brown last season. No, definitely Brown last season. Because they end up beating the Celtics to go back to the to the finals. Um anyway though. Did, when we drafted Colin, we still had the residue from the last team. It was still Tristan. It was still, you know, Love and Fry and, and Clarkson and Nance. Like, we had a bunch of these guys, all right? And I remember how much they talked shit about, oh, Colin is this and old Colin is that and old Colin, which was unfair because you was asking Colin Saxon at, how was Colin, 19? At 19 years old to come in and be LeBron James or Kyrie Irving, which is totally unfair. You're not asking him to do that, all right? We all knew when Colin Saxon got drafted that he he wasn't he didn't have a lot of basketball IQ, but not because he was stupid or slow. 
It's just that he, you know, he hasn't been taught that part of the game mentally like that. That's something he's been really learning and developing as a as an NBA star. But he sat through all that bullshit in Cleveland. And he has literally wanted to play here. I would argue that Colin Saxton is a big part of the reason why the Cleveland Browns got the attitude they got right now. Because the Browns was coming off an of 0-16 season when we drafted Colin Saxon. I think I don't people don't really understand how all this works. If you've never been to Cleveland, you don't know that the Indian Stadium or the Guardian Stadium, Rocket Mortgage Fields House, and the fucking uh, Brown Stadium is all in the same damn street. Okay? You can literally walk from one to the other to the other in a little bit of time. Okay? So these guys go to each other's games. These guys come up in college and AAUs together. You be forgetting that a lot of these players play multiple sports. So I'm just saying all this rambling to say, like, why the fuck you keep trying to get rid of Colin Saxon? This shit makes no sense. Colin ain't being goofy as fuck. Like, and you know what? I think calling him goofy is being nice. I think that's being fucking nice. Because why would you give a comment? Like I say, man, half of these motherfuckers weren't even, weren't even watching the Cavs. They see we winning, and now they back on it. They bandwagon. These the same motherfuckers that was a couple years back last year. They talking about at least we got the Browns. Now they motherfuckers talking about at least we got the Cavs. Hey, keep your badass energy. Whatever the fuck is that? That's a fact. <laughs> For real, man. Really, that is your energy. Where is that, man? Oh, motherfuckers yeah. don't know what's going on. They see we winning right now. Like, oh, we can do it without Young Boy. Do you know we was winning when we had Young Boy? Do you know how many more wins we would have if Young, young Boy? <laughs> it's so many games we needed him to come in, bitch, and give us that. Gangsta young bull aggressiveness. Bruh, I I think people, you know, a lot of at least sports uh Cleveland sports media is not giving giving Colin Saxon his respect. On the scale of Cleveland was considered a soft team before Colin started playing for us. We were considered a soft team, a soft franchise. Colin I will argue Collins single-handedly destroyed that narrative. Okay? You could pull up Collins highlight tape since he's been with the Cavs, bro. He didn't put up numbers on damn near every superstar in the league. Right. Everyone. Everybody in the league like, bro. Hey, Young Bull. His nickname is Young Bull. You made him all respected. KD area, all of them. I bet you. you man, listen. I bet you. Up on his birthday when he sent KD shit. Right. His birthday coming up too, right? Or did it just pass? Just passed. It just passed. Yeah. Happy yeah, belated to Colin too. Speedy recovery, bro. Hey, listen. We miss you, man. We can't wait till you get back so we can run the league, okay? Right. But, um, Back to these these trades anyway, which was the topic. So another trade I've been seeing is Colin Saxton and a first for Karis Levert. I, I don't even know how to compute that. Man, what? What type Don't of shit listen. is that? Karis Levert is nice. Yeah, he's nice, but come on, man. Karis ain't worth calling. And then you say a first? You could get the first. You can't get Colin. I'm not acquiring Karis Levert to not play with Colin. I actually need... I actually need that right. No deal. I actually need... Karis to play the two so I can convince Colin to play the backup point and be just the leading scorer. Because I don't think people hear me when they when I tell them 
Colin will average 30 points a game with us right now off the bench. He would literally come in and be asked to get buckets, bro. Ain't nobody stopping him. Nobody stopping him, bro. All right? I seen this one. Uh, Isaac Okoro and or Colin Saxon in a first-round pick for Cam Reddish. This is where I started to get even more angry. Man, okay. what? Because... I don't think people paying attention to the league, bro. First I don't off, think they is either. They just listening to these damn names. They definitely not watching and seeing what the fuck going on. Cam Reddish is nice. Cam Reddish. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's absurd. If Atlanta said, "Bro, you got you got at least let me get Colin or or a Coro," I wouldn't be mad at Atlanta for saying that. The Cavs got to beat up on Utah in the paint. Oh, yeah. I mean, last time I checked the score, bro, Cavs was up like 15. What they at right now? Oh, shit. They didn't let Utah close it. Six-point lead at the half. 58-52. Lori Marketing was 12.6 rebounds. Eric Pascal was 16.2 rebounds. Okay, look, they they balling, they balling. But uh, back to this Cam Reddish thing. I like Cam, but Atlanta can't resign him. I I don't know if y'all been paying attention. They just resigned Trey. They traded for Capella. They still got his contract. I think he still got what a year left, two years left on his deal. They just resigned John Collins. They gave Bog uh, a younger Bogdan. A new deal. Danilo Gallinari got a new deal. Uh, DeAndre Hunter need gonna need a new deal. Uh, Kevin Herter gonna need a new deal. Bro, they can't even resign him. Oh yeah, I missed it. We gonna have to pull up that uh put back dunk by marketing. Hey, before I get before I start getting into the team though, let me finish my thought. Um, so Atlanta not gonna be able to resign Cam. The most thing they're going to be able to do is what people were suggesting Cavs do with Colin, and that's let him play a season out and then see what his market value is and then match any offer. Atlanta not about to match an offer if they're not going to the finals. And I I mean, they surprised us last year, so they could easily turn it on at the end of the season and we could have a whole different conversation. But I, I don't see them right now being able to get past a Milwaukee a Philly. Well, I can't say Philly. Got to put some respect on Atlanta. I can't say Philly because they beat Philly last year. So I can't say that. Um, But I just, you know, the East is a lot thicker now. I mean, Washington playing really good. You know, New York ain't out of it for real. They still got a little squad. You know, Boston, I, I don't know what Boston's going to do, but you know. You know, I mean, you still, like I say, Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn, you know, like it's still Chicago. You know, it's quite a few teams. I just don't see Atlanta getting past. Uh, with that being said, Atlanta. Bulls balling, man. Don't, I don't see them getting past them Bulls, and they're getting better and better. Jalen Moore as a team, they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a whole problem. You know, side note. Before before I even know. do y'all realize that right now, if we're judging the league, Miami just beat the brakes off them. Atlanta do that, but if we judge the league right now off what it is, the finals look like it might be Memphis and Chicago. Never, you know who coming out that West, man. I've already told you before the season start, man. Golden Boy is back on top. Man. <laughs> man. Golden Boy is back on top. All that shit they was doing is dead, you know what I'm saying? And soon we're going to get that um that land wars again, man. We're going to get land wars again. Even though they out in San Francisco, they still open to me. So we're going to get land that land wars. Again. Yep. Getting that in the ship. 
It's coming soon, baby. It's coming soon. But this year for sure. Oh yeah. That West. That that West. Golden State got that. Man, don't count the Lakers out, man. I don't. want Melo and them to get it bad. I want Melo to get that bitch. I want them to get it bad. Hey, yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix acting up. You is right. Hey, that's what I was gonna say too. Like right, because, bruh, the only my only issue with Phoenix right now is that I don't agree with them starting Jay Crowder. I just don't, man. Jay Crowder think he that nigga over there, too. Bruh, Jay Crowder listen. over there thinking that he is mean for real. But they are status. They need to start Jalen Smith, bro. I I don't know how much I gotta keep stressing that, man. The reason that Phoenix is not as dominant as they should be, even though they're dominant right now, but they could be a lot more dominant if they start Jalen Smith and bring Crowder off the bench. All right, I, I can't stress this no more because the DeAndre Ayton is a twenty-five and fifteen player. You heard me say that shit fucking right. He's a 25 and 15 player. But this is a seven footer who got post moves, who could play defense on all three levels and can shoot the ball on all three levels, including the foul line. Okay? The problem is they asked him to do all the heavy lifting in the paint. But if you start Jalen Smith, and let him be your defender and your rebounder and your floor runner. Then you can free Aiden up a lot more on the offense and a lot more on the break. Which, boy, listen. If Aiden start getting more freedom on that offense, I don't see a team in the West that's fucking with Phoenix. I just don't. Because Booker gonna get hot. He gonna get hot. CP3 gonna do him. Mikael Bridges is turning into a star. Not a superstar, but a star. Two-way star at that. So, and they bench, you know, Cam, Cameron Payne coming off the bench. They got Alfred Payton over there coming off the bench. Uh, Cam Johnson coming off the bench. They got a few pieces. Um, uh, you know, while we talking about the West, we gotta highlight Memphis, man, because this, you know, how Stephen A. say, "Well, fucking Aaron Rodgers a bad uh, man." Uh huh. Some bad man. Bad job, rat. That is a bad man. That is listen. Hey, hey, listen, you can go check the the um the fact check, the man who was talking about John Morant before he even entered that league. As a young boy, just like young bull, man. I, like right. it's crazy. I'm watching all these youngsters from AAU just go to the league. And I'm getting old. But <laughs> I've been watching all these youngsters, man. I've been watching all these youngsters, man, for a long time. And the lead is, is it's time for them, them new youngsters, man. That's what LeBron need over there with him. He need one of these young gunners that's going to go, man, for real. The sad part is if Brown would have stayed, we would have never got this team. We would have never got this Cleveland team if Brown would have stayed. Facts. That's a, that's, a, that's a whole other combo. But Memphis, bro, I'm, I'm going to point out something. Memphis went on a 12-game winning streak while John Morant was out. They lost like two or three or something in the, in the span. And now with John Morant, they're on a 10-game winning streak. Do you know on this 10-game winning streak, John Morant then won four of these games at the buzzer? Or, or the last shot? So not only is he showing clutch, but he also dispelled all the concern about they're a better defensive team without John Morant. But they're a good defensive team with or without John Morant. 
but they're an even a more explosive offensive team with John Morant. Right? And I think it would be as disrespectful as it was to Donovan Mitchell last year if John Moran is not in the MVP conversation this year. That man is going half. Uh, <coughs> another team in the West I would like to talk about. <coughs> and if y'all tuning in, make sure y'all like, subscribe, share, you know what I'm saying, get your friends to, to tune in. D-Trent, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports. All right. These Portland Trailblazers about to make some trades. Uh, I've been saying since the offseason that I think Port. I've been saying this for at least a year since last season. That Portland should trade McCullough for Tobias Harris. Because I just feel like Tobias Harris and Damian Lillard would be an awesome one-two punch. Um, on top of this, what further what what leads me to believe that Portland is about to make some trades is because it's been all this speculation about they gonna trade Dame. Should they trade Dame? Dame gonna be unhappy. Like Dame ain't getting coached by Chauncey Billups. Like Chauncey Billups ain't a championship winning starting point guard. His fucking name is Mr. Big Shot. That's his name. What the fuck do Damian Lillard do? Hit big shots. Alright? So, I was never under the belief that Chauncey Billups was okay with any trade rumors with Dame. And that's why he kicked dispelling him. But Dame is out, and now Dame is going to have surgery. What that tells me is that the organization has decided that they're going to build a championship team around Dame right now. Chauncey Billups is figuring out what pieces that he wants to keep to play with him, like Nasser Little, Anthony Simons, um, Larry Nance. I think uh, Norman Powell. I think these are four guys that they're not getting rid of regardless. I think Chauncey likes uh, uh, Nurkic. I think he likes Nurkic too. Um, so, but could you imagine Dane with um, Norman Powell at the two? You could throw Tobias at the three, Nance at the four, Nurkic at the five, or you could switch it up and throw Covington at the at the three, and put Tobias at the four with Nurkic at the five. So now you got some scoring in the paint with Tobias Harris, and Tobias could pass and, you know, take off the dribble. So I I personally think that trade fits, and I think that trade fits Philly. Man, I don't care what y'all say, bro. If you could put C.J. McCullough and Seth Curry with Joel Embiid, and Matisse Thibel right now? Oh, my fucking God. You'll say, okay, well, who's the four over there? Now, in this trade, it could be a Nance could be in that trade, or it could be a Covington. So, that's, and that's why I say, you know, that's why when I was doing the lineups, it was either or, because they could put one or the other in that trade. I, I, you know, it's hard for me to see Robert Covington go back to Philly. At the same token, though, it would fit. Because for what Joel Embiid do, for what Covington do, and him and Matisse Thibault versus playing the defensive three and four, you know, with Seth and McCullough playing the shooters at the one and two, and B going to do what he doing in the paint. You got Drummond coming behind him. I mean, you know, Tyrese Maxey off the bench with uh, um, Shake Milton. I mean, they could do something. I, I think that's a good trade for them. An underrated trade that just happened that nobody's fucking talking about. I ain't going to say nobody because I don't really listen to to Detroit's uh, me radio like that 
or I don't listen to uh, who the fuck you just get traded? Denver radio like that, but Denver just traded Bobo to Detroit for a was it a second round? I think it was a future pick and. Randy or, or Ronald McGruger, whatever the fuck his name is, Ronald McGruger, whatever the case. Bobo, a dog, man. Denver won't let him shine. Bruh, they sent him to Detroit. Right. I, 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 hey, I'm leading in our division. <laughs> it, but, it, am I the only one paying attention to this? Okay, so this how I look at it. From a... Uh, not Alvin Gentry, Dwayne Casey. That's who the coach over there, Dwayne Casey. You got Killian Hayes at the point. You about to trade Jeremy Grant. You got Sadiq Bay playing your three. You got Isaiah Stewart playing your five. You got, um, oh, Kay Cunningham playing your two. Okay. Now, if anybody know anything about basketball, and this is me, I've always said this. When you got a raw two guard, you need a raw four to go with him. You know what I'm saying? Because those are your scoring positions on the on a on a uh on a on a classic basketball set of five. Your two guard and your power four are your scores. So naturally, you know, I never understood why teams didn't do it like that. They always like to pair the two and three, you know, getting this Jordan thing. But I always, it was always the two and four. You know, see how how uh uh Ginobili um thrive, you know, with Duncan. I mean, Duncan's a four, all right. See how Latrell Sprewell thrive with uh Kevin Garnett. How Rip Hamilton thrived with Rasheed Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and I can keep going. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's been in, where these things and these guys have won championships. You know what I mean? Uh, look, you got, you know, and I always said, you know, you pair your point guard with your center. You know, the guy who quarterbacks, you know, your offense with the guy who should anchor your defense. You know what I'm saying? You, these are synergies you want, right? Y'all know Bo Bo about to play the four, right? Bo Bo don't need to play the five. They're going to do him just like we do Evan Mobley in Cleveland. They're going to let him play the four and then play the backup five. Bo Bo fucking 7-2 with like a 7-9, wingspan. Bro, Bo could shoot, and dribble, shoot, man, shoot, dribble. Listen, bro, every time they pit him in over there, he was balling. I just traded for him on the game. <laughs> bro, they put him with K Cutter. Listen, bro, I'm sick about that. He they put him with K Cutter. Do you understand the type of dynasty? That Kay Cunningham and Bo Bo can become. Which further tells me that ain't no way Colin or Coral getting traded if it ain't for a star star, bruh. Nigga, if Bradley Bill not walking through that door, if Jalen Brown, if motherfucking uh uh like Luca or something ain't, and I don't even think they do it for Luca. I don't even think as as raw as Luke is. I don't even think he's worth a Coro and Sexton. But bro, if you ain't bringing a, a top ten guy in, why would I get rid of my two guys? I'm gonna need to battle these fools. Colin ain't scared of nobody, bro. Right, he want it all. I want to see what Kobe about to do. Kobe just got promoted. Shout out to Kobe getting that so, back. Shout out to Kobe Altman for for getting the extension. I think it's a, a five six year extension. He signed through the twenty seven twenty eight season. 
but he is now promoted from general manager to president of basketball operations. So, my first question is, will he hire a GM? Or will he promote somebody from within? Um, you know, that's yet to be determined. Um, but if he's going to be president of basketball operations, bro, I, it's just hard for me to see him still keep the GM position. Even if he just promote his most talented scout to GM. To where even though Kobe Altman still finalizing the deals and shit, you know, that GM would be, his whole job would be to, you know, analyze all the good quality talent and the ways that we can acquire them. To take that part off of him while he focused, you know, on the whole organization. Um, I think that's highly likely. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, hired somebody from outside. You know what I'm saying? It, it wouldn't be shocking to me. Um, not at all. Wait, hold on right quick, y'all. Get real in these streets. I wasn't paying attention. I had just came in from work. You feel me? Like, let me come on and uh, fuck with y'all right quick. Um, so Brooklyn beating the Bulls right now, 33 to 31, first quarter. Brooklyn beating the Bulls. Oh, the Cavs up 20. Yes, yes. The Cavs up 20. Lamar Stevens has 17. Lori Marketer has 12. Jerry Allen is 10. Evan Mobley got nine. Garland got six. But wait, though. This this crazy. Marketing got 12 points. 12.6 rebounds and assists. Stevens got 17 points, six rebounds. Allen got 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, and a block. Oh, Lamar Stevens also got a steal. Evan Mobley got eight boards, three assists, and a block to go with his nine points. But Darius Garland about to get a triple-double, bro. He got six points, seven rebounds, and ten assists with five minutes left in the third quarter. And they up 20. Kevin Love giving you 13 and four off the bench right now. Uh, Chetty Osmond giving you eight with a steal right now. Brandon Goodwin giving you three uh, and an assist right now. Um, as far as the Utah Jazz go, <sighs> bruh, this is embarrassing. Eric Pascal and, and Jordan Clarkson lead them off the bench. Uh, well, I guess two of the top three scores. Pascal got 16. Clarkson got 10. Uh, Donovan Mitchell got 14. Um Bogdan, older Bogdan got six. Kylie got four. But bruh, they shooting is horrible. The only people really hitting is Pascal and Clarkson. Now, Pascal shooting 70%. Clarkson shooting about 40, 44%. Um, but everybody else, bruh, shooting like 20%. Royce O'Neal shooting 50% from the field off two shots, but he got a plus minus a negative 23. It's real, all right? And that's, and that's what I, you know, just going back to these calves, man. Why do they need to change anything? Why? They balling. Why? All right, but let me, I done drifted. All right, Um. you know, overall, though, in the NBA right now, it's looking really good. Um, I actually think the NBA is very interesting right now. Um, because even a lot of these bottom teams, you know, that's like, uh, they ain't going to do it. Like, they're exciting, you know. Uh, the Kings ain't doing their best, but they're exciting to watch, you know. Uh, uh, Houston, you know, Houston exciting to watch. You know what I mean? Uh, even Orlando. You know, Orlando only got seven wins. They seven and 35, god damn. But 
But Orlando didn't beat some good teams in they seven wins. Like they seven wins ain't just teams as you know, they they did beat some pretty good teams in they seven wins, some top teams. Um you know, all star game coming up. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta talk to y'all right quick. Because I've been seeing some stuff this season that really bothers me. Now, I, I'll give a little a little background, okay? I'm from the class of 03. Alright? I know all about the Senate versus the state when it comes to football, basketball, wrestling, track. Like, it was literally sent the Senate, which is inner city Cleveland, Cuyahoga County schools, versus the whole rest of the state. All right? LeBron James has been as consistent, has been arguably the model of consistency that you want from a professional ball player. That's in any sport, bro. I have never in my life witnessed a superstar, a megastar this clean. Period, bro. You might argue LeBron took some plays off. You might argue Bron didn't bring it his whole game in a few games or in a few quarters. But Bron has gave you his all every season. All right? And for him to be playing in his 19th year, to be in a top 10, a top 10 all-time and several stats. Now, to be all ten to top ten all time in several stats. Definitely every offensive stat. To have played in nine straight finals with three different teams and won with every one of them. How the fuck is you still hating on this man nineteen years later, bro? This man is thirty seven. What is there to hate on this man about? Oh, oh, they talk about Bron still the best player in the league. So what? Who has who 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 has done more than him? Name me a more accomplished player in the league right now than LeBron James. Name me one. Even the goats that we argue about. Outside of Kareem, have not accomplished as much as LeBron James has accomplished in his basketball career. That's on and off the court. It's hard to compete with Jordans. It's hard to compete with Jordans. It's also hard to compete with a guy who won three straight college championships, won six NBA championships. Has argued has the most unblockable shot in history, and is the still the leading scorer in history. It's hard to top those accomplishments. Outside of what I done told you about LeBron, he has multiple what multiple MVPs, multiple Finals MVPs. He has scoring championships. He has I mean, scoring leader crown. He has assist crowns. He has uh, let me see, multiple gold medals. Multiple. Neither one or two resumes I named has multiple gold medals. Brian got like four. He got at least three. 
LeBron has played more games than any. He has logged more NBA minutes than any NBA player ever. I ain't even got to the part where, as a businessman, he increased the revenue of the game while increasing the salary of every player currently in the game and future coming into the game. How the fuck is you still hating on this man, bro? How? How could you be a legit sports fan and still have bad things to say about a man on his way out? Because Brian got about three seasons left, bro. I'm telling you right now, he got all he want to be able to do is play one season with his son and go to the championship. I'm telling you exactly what he on. When LeBron, if LeBron do lead the Lakers and come back to the Cavs, Brian not going to ask for no a lot of money, bro. I'm going to tell you that right now. He ain't even going to ask for a lot of bread because he already paid. He already paid. He don't give a fuck. But if he can get Bronny on the Cavs, I think he. I think that's what he want to do. I think he want to get Bronny on the Cavs. That's my opinion. I could be hella far-fetched and wrong. That's just my opinion. But the disrespect y'all putting on LeBron James' name is outrageous, man. Y'all need to cut it out, bro. All right? I'm just going off his accolades off the top of my head. I ain't reading that. I'm just going off the top of my, my knowledge. Bro, what is there to hate on? Because people call him the GOAT? Bro, by the time LeBron finished playing basketball, he will have the top or be top three in four to five categories all time in NBA stats. How the fuck ain't that GOAT status? This nigga is in his 19th year, and you still got to debate whether he the best player in the league right now. How is you still hating on this man? This makes no sense, bro. Y'all ain't want to celebrate Kobe till he was dead. And, you know, I can't say I'm a part of that. Because I always gave Kobe his respect. Always did. Always gave Kobe his respect, bro. I just wasn't a fan. Just like, I'm not a fan of LeBron like that. But I know how to call a spade a spade, bro. I mean, I just, I need to take that time out and say that, though, because if you're still hating on somebody 20 years later, bro, there's something wrong with you. That's like a loser's mentality, man. That's a loser trait. That man winning. And everybody that ride with him win too. What the fuck is there to hate on? But anyway. Um Cal just yeah. went on a twenty one oh run on their ass. They acting up, man. For real. Man, I ain't even watching it. Uh, I need to turn that back on. Look at that. Marketing with fifteen. Stevens with nineteen. Darius Garland with the triple. I just said he was about to get it. I just said that. Garland with the triple double. Um, Mobley with nine and eight working on the double double. Allen just chilling. He's just playing. Oh. Check that out off the oop, though. Man, listen. And this, and this, bruh. Remember at the beginning of the season when I said, and, and I put this tweet out, and everybody looked at me crazy. And I said, bruh, any, su any superstar guard is looking at this Cavs team right now like, bruh, I need to go there. It's going. I need to go there, bro. Chetty, I, 
Bruh. Thank you, Chetty. Chetty, thank you for finally being who you should be this year. Thank you, Chetty. You're confident. You're aggressive. You're scoring. Okay? The things that you and love do for us off this Cavalier bench is so greatly appreciated. Uh, whoever read the Cav Instagram and Twitter, they just be out of pocket. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Real. Great heathens, trolls, and all. <laughs> That's Cleveland for you. Hey, they is fried. Look at this. Look at what they just pulled. They is. <laughs> Not a cavalanche. <laughs> Not a cavalanche. That's cavalanche, man. <laughs> Bruh. I mean, so so look though, Brad Isaac Okoro will come back. I just realized Rondo not playing this game. They got a good one playing. Goodwin out there doing his thing, man. Goodwin plus he knows. Uh, and one thing about it too. Even with the G League players, they they always be at all the G League games, rocking with them at Cleveland State, holding them down. Like all these players be connected, man. They be on it, and they mostly be not like shit, like you say, man. All of them, they're playing with each other, playing against each other, coming up all type of shit. Right. Young boys, they own it. Man, it's. This NBA trade deadline about to be jumping. Yeah. Uh, while we talk, let me let me hit on a few hot topics that I ain't hit on. Do your thing. So, uh, Kyrie. Let me first say, is Kyrie not injury prone? Um. I can't necessarily say James Harden and Kevin Durant are injury prone, but I can say Kyrie is. So how does Kyrie play in road games and not home games, which actually makes no sense on New York's part. That's that. That's just the dumbest bullshit I ever heard in my life. All right. Especially why they coming out now talking about some basically confessing like they don't know what the fuck they doing with this corona shit and they just throwing shit out there fucking up people's lives. But that's another conversation too. I lost my point. I lost my train of thought. Well, since you lost your train of thought, Darius Garland just got his first career triple-double. Let's go, DG. Let's go. I just watched the Cavs do something. That's what that's what threw me off. Cause I got the game on this other phone. Um, damn, I'm so mad. I just lost my train of thought like that. Anyway, man, I'm so proud of my Cavs, y'all. Oh, I was talking about these damn nets. So, like I say, it don't make no sense. Uh, New York, uh, uh, San Francisco, Cali. You know, how can people who unvaccinated that come from a road team can come play in their home building, but they can't play in their home building? Anyway. How to though? How does Kyrie playing in road games and not playing at home games change any other year if he was out twenty games anyway? So this whole narrative about he messing up chemistry and all this other extra, y'all be saying that same shit if he was injured. But it just be like, oh, he's out and he's just injury prone. But when he plays, he like you, you, y'all can't have it both ways. All right, 
let that man do what he do, and let the Nets do what they do. All right, long as he can play in the finals, it don't matter. Because he just, I mean, in the playoffs, it don't matter. New York already got the new mayor. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of stuff probably about to change. That ain't even about to be no thing no more. Whatever the case, though. Another thing involving Kyrie. Yesterday or the day before they played Portland. I think it was yesterday. <clears throat> and Nasir Little went for a ball. Um that ended up still going out of bounds back to Brooklyn. And he basically kind of, I don't know if he injured Kyrie on the play, but he definitely rolled his ankle. <clears throat> so the argument was, was it a dirty play? Looking at the play, I didn't necessarily think it was dirty. However, what we got going on here? I don't know. Did it pause? However, though, I do feel like it was unnecessary. You know, in the heat of the moment when you hustling for the ball and shit, like, it be what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because you, uh, not everybody thinks with a negative intention. Damn, what we got going on here? What happened? Okay, it's it looked like it froze. It froze on my end, but it's cool. As long as we still going, as long as it's still going, it's whatever. Don't even worry about it. My phone be it it it, it be doing. It got its own mind. You know these dumbass smartphones. But anyway, um, I, I felt like it was unnecessary though. Like I say, when you dive in and hustling for the ball though, I I don't I just don't have this belief that everybody moves with a negative intention. Or, or crazy motive. Um, but I do, you know, it is a such thing as basketball IQ and working smart then hard, um, which really separates the good players from the great players, you know, and the mediocre players. It's just your understanding of the game. There was no need for Nasha Little to hustle for the ball. That's why it was unnecessary. Him hustling for the ball, yeah, good hustle. Nobody's knocking that. But not only did you not get the ball, and you gave it back to the Nets, but you also rolled over his ankle. But had you not went for the ball at all, the ball would have rolled out of bounds. It was off Kyrie, and Kyrie couldn't touch it because it was in the backcourt. Everything was working in your favor. This is why it was unnecessary. Again, you know, and me saying that, it makes me think about other things I be thinking about. When it just comes to sports leagues in particular, I'm kind of I'm just veering off topic for a second again how I do, but just follow me, okay? How don't you have camps and off-season regimens that help your product understand how to better represent your brand game in and game out. Like, why is it not mental workshops during the offseason? I understand the offseason is for the players and they do all that, but how is it not some of this, especially with basketball when it comes to like the preseason and, and the summer league and all that, why is it not camps where, you know, you bring in positions by positions all over the league, especially the young guys, and you break down the science of the game. All right? Because we all know that depending on where you raise that or where you, you know, you're going to get a certain part of the game a certain way. Not everybody get taught the full, you know, the full value and how to work the game. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know why they don't do that. But anyway, if they had things like that, then some of these little ticky-tack dumb things wouldn't happen, all right? Because, Nasir, you had no reason to go for the ball. That's just, you just didn't have no reason. So it was unnecessary. So if you feel 
guilty in some type of way, just own up to the fact that, man, it was unnecessary. Instead of posting on Twitter, oh, I still do it again, and woody woody why, but you didn't do nothing positive for your team. If the goal is to put your team at the advantage, how did hustling, almost injuring the opposing player, and still giving that team, the opposing team, the ball back when the ball was in your favor, how is that helping? Sometimes we got to just accept the fact that we make small mistakes, man. Because that's, you know, it's a really a small mistake. It only becomes a bigger mistake when you can't fess up to, to, to your accident. This is all it takes, all right? Ben Simmons. Bro, I'm about two through with the Philadelphia organization as an ownership, as a front office uh, brain trust, and just as a corporation. I fucks with the players, all right? I even fucks with a lot of the coaching staff. But that front office and high, I never liked it, Daryl Moore. I say it till I'm blue in the face, man. He is a low budget, uh, David Griffin. All right, this guy. Yo, there we go. There we go. Okay. This guy here, he just he just makes dumb move after dumb move, and then people applaud him for it. Like, he didn't just, just make... Like, it makes no sense to me, bro. Tell me what was good about the CP3 trade, or what was good about the Russell Westbrook trade, or what came out of with eventually you traded James Harden. You had three superstars on your team. And all you ended up with, all Houston ended up with at the end, was Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Christian Wood, and some picks. I put Sagan in there though, because I like Sagan. Um, I like Sagan. I like him as a big man. I think I think he's going to be a problem in the future. Um, and a disgruntled John John Wall that don't even play. What type of executive make moves that don't put you in a good position now and later? Why do people glorify this type of mediocrity? Because it's splashy with no substance. I just I just don't like how Daryl Morey moved and I don't like his cockiness. Like, bro, you ain't never won a championship. Never. You ain't even been to the finals. But you walk around here like you just Big Tonka toy truck Ted or something. This, I don't really understand. All right, so now you got Ben Simmons' whole career on hostage because you can. And all that blabber jabber you can spit. That's basically what you're basically saying. I'm finding him because I can. I'm doing this because I can. Bro, how much more honest do you want a player to be? Y'all virtually humiliated him. Your coach and your top player publicly humiliated a guy that you're demanding to come back and work for you. A guy that already said, I don't want to work for you. That's already let you didn't take like $8 million out of his pocket. How much more evidence do you need? He said, I ain't being around the team because of mental health issues. What is not mentally disturbing 
about having to be forced to play with people you know talk shit about you. Why you can't just trade him, bro? Oh, because I want to get this and that. Bro, it is various teams out here with multiple pieces that will actually fit your team and make you a very good team. You're never... I'll say this again. I'll say it now, and I'll keep saying it. And I won't say never ever. I will omit never ever, or I I I, I will I will sub never ever for. It's a one in a two billion chance. Maybe a billion. That you're going to get equal value for a megastar in a trade. There just is no, there is no equal value for rare superior talent. The only thing you could do is what's best. This is where they say equal and fair ain't the same thing. All right. Equal and fair ain't the same thing, all right? And when you got a megastar, you're just not going to get equal compensation. But you can get fair compensation. You can get what's good enough to help you thrive and move forward now and later. It'll never be equal. And this could be one of them bad karma things on the franchise. That right. They could do some things that can... What Ben Simmons that can help them get some key pieces. They ain't got to go for no no gusto. They can go for some good key players that can help them win. And they could do a multi-team trade. But I keep saying this, and I'm going to keep saying this, bro. When they trade Ben Simmons, they have to trade Tobias Harris. Whoever they bring in, get for Ben Simmons, you gonna you gonna have to get rid of Tobias, bro. All right. Um. So you know, on the Ben Simmons situation and all that, I just, I just, it's just making me lose a lot of respect, even more respect down lost to that front numbers even more. And hiring Daryl Morey, who basically gutted Houston, didn't care, and then ran to Philly. You know, oh, I resign. I'm gonna step down, and then you gonna take a job somewhere else a couple weeks later. Like, bro, like how much more pathetic and pay? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Evan Moby is amazing. All right, um, it just so you know this, you know, Detroit game changer sports talk industry sports man. I you know just a late night. Come in, you know, there's a few things on the mind, a few topics I hadn't touched, you know, just coming in and vibe with y'all. Um, I appreciate everybody who tuned in, uh, everybody who listened, who comment. Uh, always feel free, man. When you see me streaming, man, you can come in on these lives. You can inbox me, you know what I'm saying? I do interviews, you know, I do collabs, man. We can get on here, you know, if you got a small, if you got a business or a podcast or something you want to promote too. We can do all that, man. Commercials, all that. You need commercials, you need jingles and stuff like that. Now, you can hit me up for that. I do that type of stuff, all right? So, D-Trent, Game Changer Sports Talk, Industry Sports. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Subscribe, like, share. You know what I'm saying? Check out some of our past videos and, and you know, some of the older, you know, um, uh, updates and things like that, man. And, and just let us know how you feel about it, man. So, one love. Everybody be safe. Stay dangerous. All right? We'll catch y'all later.